What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. This is episode 97, believe it or not. We've been doing this for a million years now. Um, my name is Harrison. I'm the worship arts director here at Lake Forest in Huntersville, and I'm going to be joined today by a couple of guests. I'm going to introduce you to the first one first. Uh, he is a guy who has been here around Lake Forest just about the same amount of time that I have. Um, I'm just crossing over into the eight, nine years territory. My guest has been around for about that long. Uh, he is a proficient juggler. Nope, um, not at <laughs> he all. Uh, enjoys Maybe a juggler of things, but not juggler of like yeah bowling pins. He enjoys long walks on the beach. And he believes there's a pot of gold at the end of every rainbow. Mike Hall in the house today. What's Only up? Only double rainbows. Are there pots of gold at the end of double rainbows? There was a really pretty I double know. rainbow like two or three I days know. ago. It was I like know. right over Publix. It was like beckoning me in. The video that went viral, was that a double or a triple rainbow? The guy who lost his ever-loving mind. Was it a double rainbow? He's like, if, it's a double rainbow. If he lost his mind, I would hope that it was a triple because that <laughs> feels more more rare to me. I, um, I feel like du- double rainbows are a dime a dozen. Yeah, you can find those on any old street corner. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, Mike, what is your role here at Lake Forest? My role, you know, uh, as uh, other duties as assigned has been a big part of my job here because I've done so many varying things since being here, but primarily – was hired, and my my main gig is to lead the 6th through 12th grade ministry program. It's called Remix. And uh, our first order of business when I started in uh, late summer of 2014 was to give the youth ministry a name and start, I mean, it's a, it's a weird word when you talk about ministry, but start to brand it mm-hmm. as something give it some context but we called it remix and uh off did, we did went. it have a name before was it was it? lake forest student ministry wow that's catchy and when i started <laughs> there was a box of like sling bags like gym bags with the strings yeah in the office in the youth office and i found that box and it said lake forest student ministry and i went wow this is solid yeah and i took that box to goodwill the <laughs> next day and that's when your love of goodwill began. Probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> I should have led with that. I try. I led oh, with the fake gosh. facts. I could have led with, at least with some real facts exactly. when introducing you. Um, awesome. So uh, I guess the, the the short version of the story, uh, Mike. What what has pulled you over all these years of doing this? What has what has drawn you toward, and what continues to draw you toward ministering to students, particularly? Oh my goodness. It's it's uh fascinating when you when you know that apparently 85% of people that come to faith in Jesus do so before the age of 18. Hmm. Uh so I scratch my head and go, "Wow, what would it be like if churches put 85% of their resources into those who are under 18?" Hmm. Of course no church would ever do that. But it's an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, and of course, coming to faith in Jesus is only one piece of the bigger puzzle of becoming like Jesus is what happens after that. Sure. But it is one of the most exciting, fun, interesting, open-minded, 
silly, uh, adventurous groups of people for anyone to be around. Mm. The thing I love is how it keeps me young. Uh, when I have someone spraying Axe body spray in my face, uh, even this past Sunday night, uh, because I sprayed it in his milkshake. So <laughs> those kinds of things don't happen that often with grown folks. We get a little boring. You know, we get a little set in our ways and, and get a little normal. And I just love how kids experiment and experience and and have this this longing for life to be amazing. Yeah. Well, what would you say um, over your time of doing this? What, what is, I'm sure there have to be like some unique, like the, you just talked about a bunch of the joys of hanging with students and what that's like. Um, what are some of the things that you think uh, are a little bit trickier, or more challenging about hanging with students as opposed to hanging with a bunch of adults every week? Are there some things that, you have to have your eye out on that I probably don't hear on a Sunday with a bunch of adults in my band, you know, or there's some things that, that um, make that tricky from time to time. I think the fact of what I just alluded to about <clears throat> uh, the older you get, the more set in your ways you get. Hmm. I heard once that almost all great scientific discoveries uh, are discovered by someone under the age of 30. Hmm. Because the older we get, the less likely we are to experiment and be open-minded and go, I wonder what would happen if I push this button. I wonder what would happen if I put these two ingredients together. Mm -hmm. So the younger you are, the more open you are to, to so many things. And it's a complex uh, reality that you have to navigate when, when you're not under 30 and being with people well under 30 where they're so open uh, to so many things and and trying to keep up with all the rabbit trails these kids go down these days I would say one thing that is that is very difficult to navigate is the a la carte experience of entertainment hmm. media yep. books things like that because back in the day you know we would sit around and watch tv and it would be the same like you know half of america watching one single tv show on wednesday at eight o'clock well now it's almost so a la carte that that it's hard to keep up with with what kids are into sure because it's so varying so it's like, oh, these kids like video games. Well, you like video games. Well, of course you'll get along. And they say, well, I play Ender Scrolls 2.4, but the mod version. Yeah. <laughs> and I play it 19 hours a day. And the other person who plays Madden 22 yeah. has nothing in common with them. Yep. Not even in the ballpark. Yeah. And so you're like, well, wait, you guys both like video games, but it's so different. So it's, it's an a la carte experience these days. And that makes it tricky yeah. to navigate conversations because you don't often have a lot to talk about. That, that makes a lot of sense. So I, and I, and I think, you know, you talk about, uh, when you talk about even the inventing thing, that parallel comes across very well because about 
90% of the things that that inventor tried for a little while mm-hmm. were dumb and didn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it did kind of get them closer to where right. they needed to be or where they eventually ended up. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of swings and misses when you're that age of figuring out like yeah. what, what I want to be or who, you know, that's interesting. Well, I, and I remember one of my favorite stories, Mike, uh, that I was around with you that makes me laugh to this day. There's a guy who we were both friends with who is now a famous dude in New York doing weather stuff on TV. And he was at a remix camp and he was walking out in the woods one night. You and I were walking uh-huh. together and he's, he's in, he's in the pose called the surrender Cobra. Uh-huh. He's got his both hands on the top of his head <laughs> and walking alone out in the woods. And Mike's like, dude, what's going on? He's like, they're farting on each other. They're 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 taking cans of Axe and duct taping them on and throwing them in sleeping bags. I don't know how to control them. They're out. Of, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And you're like, I got this. He Let was me help. two months into being <laughs> yeah. a youth leader for the first time, and we put him with sixth grade boys. Ooh, that's the deep end of the pool. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so there, there's a there's a lot. There's a, it's not for the faint of heart at times hanging with these guys, but they're and ladies, but the reward on the other side. It's so high of it's seeing incredible. it click and seeing them get it. It's incredible. Yeah. Watching them develop relationships with with other kids, to see them come out of their shell, to see them come to an awareness of how loved they are and, and mm. how content they can be with understanding and grasping the love God has for them and then returning that love back to God that's the most exciting thing is seeing kids just become aware and comfortable in their own skin yeah. and and appreciate how valuable they are. That's worth its weight in gold. That's awesome. Well, I want to turn the page a little and hear about some stuff that's been happening lately. Uh, but, Mike, I want you to introduce guest number two, and I want at least two fake facts involved in the introduction. So go ahead and what see. What if I give you two fake facts and you have to guess? Or oh, if all I right. give you two facts, you have to guess which one is real. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Make okay, it convincing. So all right. Sitting to my left is Miss Brooke Eller, uh, the legend, the goat. Uh, I don't know what else we could say, but <laughs> she's probably blushing. Yeah. Uh, hi, Brooke. Hi. Uh, great to have you with us. Brooke is a graduating senior, almost off into the big uh, world of college. Hmm. A little nervy about it. Yep. But excited also. Yes. So um, it's like nerve sightment. Did we just invent a word? Yeah, nerve sightment. Uh, so I like nerve it. Sighted. Mm-hmm. So Brooke just finished uh, a three month internship with Remix this I'm, summer. Mike, I'm not finished yet. I, oh, I have, how I long have you have left? Four Gosh. days. Four, four days. days left. <laughs> That's an Gosh. eternity. Are you trying to get Premature. rid of me? Yeah. I mean, I, I won't come to work tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yes, four days left. My B. So, Brooke um, is great. And. That's the true. That's true, right? <laughs> yeah. Brooke okay. is great. Here's the two facts. Here's two the two facts. <laughs> Brooke has a dog named Sparkles. Okay. Right. Fact number two, Brooke um, collects tiny kitchen utensils. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Who's your own adventure? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 
the the less obscure thing the tr- I would think the true thing is the dog and the fake things utensils is that correct? No. Wow, it's yeah. reverse of that. Yeah. I wow. Have a whole collection of them. Like, no, you totally. I completely fooled. Completely <laughs> fooled. Wow. Yes. Huh? How did that start? Um. You know, I've always just loved like baby utensils. Yeah. <laughs> And As we do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And actually, funny story. I had a grad party the other night for going away from college or to college. And um, somebody gave me a gift and it was just tiny spoons. That's awesome. Like, this is the greatest gift I could ask for. Perfect. So that- I have a collection of like 40 of them. Well, if yeah. you get to college and you get like tiny little jellos, you could use it maybe. Yeah. Just little- no. I, okay. This yeah. is kind of a secret, but I'm like, I want to start a club. Of like people that enjoy small utensils and eating with them and everything. Tiny food. So I just mentioned the idea to a few people I'm going to college with, and I have like 70 people interested in joining this club. <laughs> so I'm calling it the Sus Club Small Utensil Society. That is aw- That's so, it's totally yeah. gonna catch on. <laughs> so oh my when gosh. when the, the people never become famous for the thing that you think they would be. So if you become famous for this, it would just be super appropriate and fitting, and, and it would be it hilarious. And I'll say Lake Forest. I'll give you guys a credit. That's right. So. That's right. They gave me my first tiny much. fork. Yeah. No, Mike Moses actually came into the office the other day. He's like, Brooke, I heard you like small utensils. And he just handed me I like a you plastic tiny spoon. spoon. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There well, you there go. you go. So how? So um, <laughs> let me ask you. I asked you on the on the. How do you transition out of? That? I I have a transition. I have Good. a transition. Um, speaking of the kitchen at Lake Forest, yeah, what are you gonna do at Lake Forest? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Y'all went to Mega Camp. Yeah. Speaking of, um, so we talked about this a bit way back at the beginning of your internship. So now it is four days from finished. Um, what what has uh, the summer been like for you hanging out here at Lake Forest? Oh, it's been so cool. Uh, I know, so I'm with two other interns. I'm with um, Mason Hamilton and then Jake Thompson, and we're all remix interns except Mason's like with Mike Moses a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, we lead this program called Launch that's for rising sixth graders, and it's been so cool to like help prepare them for um, high school or middle school remix yeah. because – I feel like that's a really helpful resource to be like, hey, you're going to go into this like big youth group and you might not know anyone. Here's a few people you can go into it with. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Just seeing the relationships that they've built and being able to pour into them. Um, I have a passion for youth ministry as well, like Mike said. So it's 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 been really cool for me to experiment with that and see like if I want to go into youth ministry or yeah. if I don't. And still, I'm not exactly sure if I do, but it's been such a cool experience to just try it out. So. That's that's great. Is that why you guys yesterday were experimenting with launching bottles into yeah. the sky? <laughs> yeah, that's the final thing of launch. Okay. We just, we so just the name, putting that all together the now. The namesake of this little program during the summer is launch. So from the beginning, the idea was at the end of the summer, we need to launch something. Uh, we need to get a water balloon launcher and launch baby dolls. I don't. We need to do. Well, we did yeah. that at Remix already three years ago. But we need to launch gliders. We need to launch. And so we came up with launching rockets at the at the very end of the summer. And then we have the parents there. It's just a fun, yeah. really fun way to go out with a bang. That's awesome. Okay, so the the. The main thing uh, I wanted to have you guys on to ask about, um, just like I did, uh, we've had a couple big things happening this summer. 
the first one I sat down with Kelly a couple episodes ago and asked her some questions about art camp where there were like hundreds of kids and leaders hanging out here on the campus. And if you are somebody who goes to Lake Forest who doesn't have an elementary age kid, you may not have even known that whole thing was happening. It's the same thing uh, with folks who go to our church. Maybe they have kids that are too young or uh, have aged out or they don't have kids. They're young adults, whatever. There's this whole giant thing happening (laughs) that has happened that they're completely unaware of. So the main thing I want to do is just pick your guys' brains a little bit and let people who are not in the know be in the know. So I guess let me begin with this. Um, How many uh, students and how many leaders did you guys bring to Mega Camp? This was a week ago as we're sitting down to record this, right? About a week and a half-ish? Yeah. July 28th to August 1st okay. while we were there. Yeah, so... so five uh, days, four nights. How many uh, How many folks came from Lake Forest? 150. Wow. 150 Come. humans. Okay. So it was about 130 kids, 20 adults, something like that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what... What is the... I've done... Uh, pl- I grew up in church. I did plenty of camps, camps in my day. Back in the day, TVs are in black and white, and we all watched one show at the same time together. Mm-hmm. Mike, you and I. <laughs> um, what, what to you guys is the point of taking kids to a camp? Why go to a camp? Why not just do Sunday normal stuff here? Well, as briefly as I can, there's a story I've keep telling a million times over and over and over of this woman walking by this farm and sees a little chicken corral with some chickens walking around poking at the seeds and she notices there's a bald eagle in there with the chickens and she's like this isn't right why is this bald eagle and she asks the farmer and the farmer says well since birth this bald eagle has just been in here with the chickens and we don't know anything about bald eagles so we just kind of leave it be and it seems content to just hang around the chickens act like a chicken eat chicken food and go in the chicken coop at night and the woman says well can I try something and she she somehow grabs the bald eagle takes it up on top of the barn and says whispers in its ear you are made for more than this you are not a chicken stop acting like a chicken you're made for more than this and she releases the the eagle and it soars around for a minute and then just goes right back into the chicken coop because it's hard to develop a new way of being and thinking and she says let me try again she brings it on this tall hill next to the farm and the eagle's looking down at the chickens and looking out at the sky and she whispers she says you were made for more than this look at those clouds you have these giant wings you were made to soar you were made to fly and she releases the eagle and off it goes into the sunset Nice story, great application. That's why we take kids away from the same old, same old routine of life at home with same old friends, same old drama, same old routines, watching YouTube, watching TikTok, going to practice, going to Birkdale, and we take them away. They don't even have phones the entire time. It's awesome. And it's amazing. I saw some some texts going back and forth with a leader and their kids afterwards. And they said, I don't even want my phone now that I'm home. I just want to be back at camp because there's something that's happening like that Eagle where they're realizing I was made for more than this Hmm. to just go to practice and just do my homework and stress about college and stress about drama. And do I date this person? Do I not date this person? All of that is part of life, but there's more to it. And that's what we get to at camp is there's, 
there's just more. Yeah. That you were built for. That's awesome. Uh, Brooke, what was the experience like uh, for you and what you saw of how the how the kids leaders were hanging with each other, reacting with each, with each other at this camp? What was the experience like of what you saw? Yeah, well, I don't have any extravagant story like Mike does. <laughs> <laughs> His title was, what is it, expert communication? Okay, is that, anyway. Is, <laughs> yeah, he's very good at telling stories. Yes. I, one thing he's told me before, though, is I think, what is it, six months of relationships is like this, or the same time frame is, I, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Yeah, spending, spending a weekend like, together is equivalent to, like, uninterrupted, oh, an entire weekend together is equivalent to, like, six months of building a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. What, what he said. Um, so I think for me, I went as a leader, and I just, it was really cool for me to build relationships with my girls, whereas if I just see them one hour or two hours out of the out of the week at Remix, like, I don't get to establish as deep of a relationship with them as I do at a five-day camp where I'm with them every single minute. And I found, like, day three or four was really really whenever they started to open up Mm. and whenever we started to have those deep relationships and deep uh, discussions. So I just think it's really cool um, for me personally to see how our relationships changed from the beginning of the camp to the end. Yeah. Um, what was it? What was it like from your perspective, Mike? Just seeing kids grow and take steps spiritually. You know, like uh, you, you, you are privy from your spot, and and your responsibility actually is to try and do whatever you can to see everything as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, from your experience of this camp, what did you see from your eagle perch on top of the cliff? You know, what did you see looking down of? what was happening with the kids and, and, and what was connecting with them. One cool thing we do at every retreat, whether it's a weekend or a, a week during the summer, is we um, it's almost like mandated to the leaders. <clears throat> it, we basically make it not even optional. You need to have one-on-ones with your kid. And mm-hmm. so they even some of them put a list on the back of the door in their cabin and say, sign up because we're doing this. It's That's up to cool. you when yeah, you want to do yeah. it. And then it gives uninterrupted 15 minutes to 30 minutes to sometimes an hour for one, one caring adult to spend time with a kid and, and hear their story and help them sort through life. It's amazing to watch it happen. And, and then we have corporate times where everyone's together, but the secret sauce is those little one-on-one times. So that was my favorite thing, walking mm. through the camp over and over and looking off in the distance at a picnic table and there's a leader sitting with a kid just talking, 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 talking. That's super cool because you know that there are, you know all the uh, the stereotype types of kids that can come into a student ministry and there are definitely a handful of those types that if you put them in a group, they will never say a word because mm-hmm. they're, they're just not wired that way. So that's mm-hmm. really cool that there's an opportunity even for those kind of kids to be able to feel like heard and seen by a leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what prompted you guys came back and like rapid fire through, through together a night of worship for the students. Like what, where did that idea come from or what was the, what, what necessitated that? I'd love to hear Brooke. Oh, okay. Like, why <laughs> do you think we did that? Okay, so I think everyone that went to camp, one of their favorite things was worship. 
and the worship there was amazing. And um, I remember Mike and Casey, another person that helps out with Remix, were talking. They were like, I just don't know if we should do that because all, we don't, we can't put a band together. And if we do, it's not going to be the same songs that we sing at camp or it's not going to be the same experience. Like worship at camp was just so good. And then I think I applaud Mike for his uh, attentiveness to the Holy Spirit and just trying to figure out, do I need to do this for the kids? Do I not? Because I think so many people needed it um, so they could understand, hey, this isn't just at camp. Like we can do this at home, too. Um, and so, yeah, we had a whole camp out planned from Friday to Saturday, but then we were like, no, let's scratch it. We're going to do worship night on Sunday. And it ended up being a really, really cool night. And I think it was great for a lot of people to be there. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's been cool seeing there's, a, uh, I guess Jake has helped put this together, but there's developed, uh, Remix whenever they're all there. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole group down there, down to my right in the front uh -huh. of, uh, some remix kids hanging out in big church together and down there in the front row singing, which is cool to see uh -huh. like some new stuff being ignited with them. Yeah. Um, okay. Then the last thing I have for you guys, and it is, uh, um, it's give me your best sales pitch to a parent is listening to this. They have a kid that has not yet become involved in remix. Um, what would you say to that parent or to that kid to say, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is why I think you should come check out what's happening at Remix right now and why it's cool. Oof. I would say to that parent, fast forward in your brain and think about who you want your kid to be when they are leaving 12th grade. Not what you want them to be, but who you want them to be. Who are the kind of people you want them surrounded by? Who are their best friends? And once you have that in mind, then just reverse engineer what it's going to take to get there because it won't happen by accident. Hmm. And when we leave life to just entropy, to just things going wherever they will, you can't help uh, navigate your kid toward the vision you have for them by the time they're leaving home. So I would say that Remix is... For 99 out of 100 kids, an incredible shot uh, of adrenaline to to having their post high school life be one that's healthier, richer, where they'll they'll have a better awareness of who they are, of their connection to other people. You'll have someone who wants to serve the community. You have someone that's open to spiritual life and their creator, and you'll have seen them make a connection with a caring adult leader. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And that Harvard study that we keep talking about on Sunday mornings says that uh, the, the main factor in kids that end up successful or unsuccessful is that the ones that become successful have had a other than a parent, a caring adult role model in their life. And that's what Remix offers. So if you do that and follow that plan one day, you could end up like Brooke the goat. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. Right? The transition, though. That yeah. was so good. <laughs> okay, I'm just and saying. you could have your own sus club. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Literally. That's right. I'm sorry. Not everyone can be me. 
Yeah, not everyone. Not everyone can be in the sus club either. It's a little. I'll, I'll be interested in what you have to add to that. Yeah, I like was why would a say, parent want to get their kid involved? At launch last night, we brought in people that had just graduated middle school to give advice to people who were just going into middle school, and one of the girls, to me, this is what really stuck out to me. She said, um, "My kids, at the my friends at Remix are much better people than my friends at school," hmm. and I think if anything you'll get out of Remix is like a great community. And then it's also fun and it's enjoyable and you develop a sense of like service to other people. And I just think it's a, a great thing to be in. So. Awesome. My my two lifelong closest best friends are both people that I met in my student ministry and just, it just stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we'd never, um, just you, there's some connections like that that you make and you just, stick around with those people for they become your your lifelong people so yeah it's a big deal well hey um thank you guys both for sitting down um mm-hmm. and joining me this was fun appreciate it if i could sign off with one little comment commentary on the youth of lake forest church and just youth in general is this concept that they are the next generation kind of bothers me I feel like so many characters we see in the Bible are 15, 16, 17 years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And who are we to say that handing your kid $10 and saying, go to Burkdale, don't get in trouble, that's not the best way to be leading them. Hmm. We need to be giving them more responsibility uh, and asking them to help lead us as the grown folks because they're not the next generation. They're they're now. Mm. What if we called ourselves the last generation? That'd be we'd feel slighted. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the old the old generation. Yeah. This is the, the past generation. This is the current. We're yeah. like, wait yeah, a minute. Sure. We're still relevant now. So I think just the relevance of incorporating these teenagers into the everyday life of our church and giving them more responsibilities at home, wherever is is to our benefit because they're they're absolutely capable i feel like uh when i go back and put this together i should put some like super inspirational music under that part right there and it would deep thoughts it would really with jack it would really soar oh. Oh. <laughs> right off the podcast that would be great, great. <laughs> no that's a good word mike thank you for that um i hey, appreciate you giving us some time to share about yeah this. man for sure for sure um, we will make it a more regular thing, not even having to do with giant mega camps, uh, but just seeing what's going on with Remix, because uh, mm-hmm. that's a uh, major, major chunk of the important people that go to our church are the ones that walk in there with you guys on mm-hmm. Sunday nights. And um, it's been so cool seeing as a testament to what you guys are doing um, at this point for us on Sunday morning about half of our entire tech team are made up of remix students middle and high school we had our switcher this week is an upcoming eighth grader Uh doing one of the hardest jobs you can do on sunday morning which is Uh crazy so to your point um there are we 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 practice that here at lake forest as well there there are opportunities for students to be in positions of leadership and to have roles that are uh, not just throw away things that are, uh, you know, stand here and look like you're doing something, but we, we really 
want to give um, uh, students an opportunity to lead and, and participate. And they're really good at it too, especially on the tech mm-hmm. team. They, the, they've, they've taken to that so well that that's like a, there's like a remix to worship arts pipeline right now that definitely needs to continue for everybody's sake because <laughs> it helps us out yeah. big time. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you guys uh, for joining us on the ask LFC podcast. We will catch you next time. See ya.